Road. We're your hosts, Morgan and Ricky. We're here to share the success stories of people who took the opportunity to join the trades and how these opportunities can be achieved by anyone looking for success. Hey everybody, welcome back to Middle of the Res Road. It's Ricky, Lou, and Morgan here today. And we also have a very special guest, Brian, who is with us today, who will share a little bit of his story and how he got into the trades. So let's move on to our trivia question today, which is sponsored by Talon Metals. What do you got for us today? Okay. It's a good one. What is the most widely consumed commodity after water? I think I know this one, actually. We'll I see. Don't. We'll see. <laughs> okay. So just think on it and we'll revisit the trivia question at the end of the interview. I was going to say, and then for powwows, we got for the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Oh, we got the KBIC in Baraga, Michigan? Baraga. Baraga? Yeah. Okay. And then um, a powwow in East Lake, Minnesota. That's a very good powwow. Good powwow? Yep, yep. Should we attend? I would. All right. <laughs> How far is that from here? Uh, Norm McGregor's. Yeah. It's just right in that oh. area. Oh, it's right pretty by, close. Uh, right by the Menis Leadership Academy School. Oh, I went there for a year. Yeah, yeah so oh, really? right <laughs> that area. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, when well, it opened. Yeah, we'll definitely check that one out. It's a good one. You'll have a good time. Are you? Would you be attending that powwow? Uh, more than likely. I try to stay close to home, but mm-hmm. other than that, we do travel. We are a powwow family, and we are willing to go anywhere, but... East Lake's a good one, and that's one that I'm willing to stay home for. Awesome. Cool. What's your What's your favorite one to go to? Probably my favorite powwow of all time is, uh, it would have to be Panema Labor Day. Back home, just growing up, being around uh, the vibes, the powwow people, the family, and seeing people come to your community and have a good time. It's just It just makes you feel good about yourself and how you represent yourself coming out of that out of that area yeah i love that i mean i think i think my favorite powwow so far has been malax i haven't been to too many but yeah, i haven't been to malax in a very long time it's been at least 10 years or so since i've been oh, there wow. but me too probably in high school i think was the last time i was at that one yeah i think we saw you last at the veterans powwow you guys were singing there weren't you oh yeah just coming off uh helping the fond du lac uh band of Chippewa with running the specials there this year and what my job was I had uh they had men's woodland 18 and over women's jingle 18 and over and they had a singing special and I just had to make sure that the specials were run correctly I had the judges uh made sure they were done in a timely manner made sure nothing was drug on and stuff like that and just made sure everything was uh run smooth yeah, when we were there, we, I seen you bustling around, <laughs> running yeah, around. Was, uh, I'm glad I didn't get uh, cramped up in the cast like the last <laughs> pow I was running. Oh, no. 
So you said you grew up around Red Lake, right? Yeah, yeah. Red Lake. I grew across, grew up across the lake in a little community called Panema, Panema, Minnesota. What was that like? Uh, it was fun. Um, I probably went there when I was probably around ten years old. I got the feel of it. Got to meet family. Got to learn a lot of culture activities. Got to strive on my singing there. I used to dance for a little bit, but I picked up on my singing and ran with it more than anything because that's what I love to do, and that's that's just what I felt like was for me is uh, sing. I didn't have the moves to bust out to dance, but <laughs> I had the vocals and the the other bros to help support and help me with the drum groups that I do sit on. Which ones do you sit on? Uh, I grew up singing with uh, P-Town Boys, which we go as P-Town now for short because we're no longer boys, but the MC will still say P-Town Boys. <laughs> and I also, around the Fond du Lac area here, I sing out with uh, Cedar Creek. Oh, okay. Mm. And for them, I've been sitting there at least... 13, 15 years. Dang. Like, I'm 30 now. I probably sat down when I was 13, 12 years old. Wow. Is that kind of how you got your start, or did you start with, like, hand drums? Uh, probably how I got my start was at uh, Panema Elementary School with the uh, Panema Drumming School, uh, Panema Drumming Dance Troupe. Uh, there I found a few of my cousins that sang and danced. Um, met a few of my aunties that also ran the program and helped us get uh, through the school year and uh, through the school activities with the drum and dance troupe. Oh, okay. It's kind of cool. I've never, never really asked the drummer how they got their start or what made yeah. them decide to pursue singing. And it's cool. It's it's awesome hearing all you guys like synchronized singing. Right. I I, I just say it's kind of like try to tell my son like if you can harmonize together, try to blend in together. I was like, then you got it. As long as you find you and that right uh, tone and pitch blending together, you can do anything. You can make any noise. Yeah, I tried um, I tried drumming when I was little, but I always just messed up the timing. Right, that's <laughs> a, the off. I always say, I was like, well, we got the drummers, we got the singers, and then we got the hummers. And I always joke <laughs> with my sons, if you're not going to be drumming, you at least better be humming. <laughs> <laughs> How many kids do you have? I got seven boys. My oldest boy is 11. My youngest is about 16 months. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And it's a lot of work with all boys. Never had a girl in there? All boys? <laughs> Not one girl. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got sisters, so that's pretty much mm. as close as I get to a daughter. Fun. Got a lot of nieces. My brothers are lucky, but <laughs> <laughs> I brought them all nephews. Did you ever want a girl? <laughs> yeah, I wanted a girl. My Our last... Uh, Baby Dylan, we thought we were, we were going to have a girl, but it turned out to be a boy. It just strictly okey-doked <laughs> us. <laughs> came on, here's a boy. <laughs> well, fun. I've seen your kids um, at Black Bear for Native American Heritage Month dance at the power or at opening ceremony. Oh, yeah, that would be uh, Skylar yeah. and Xavier get to participate in those type of things. They're so stinking cute. I appreciate that. They're I'm, so good at it, too. Like, you can just see... I'm glad that they like to pick mm -hmm. up their culture and love it. And they act, not only love it, but they when they go out there, I tell them, represent where you come from in a good way because there's not a lot of people at this young age doing what you guys do mm -hmm. every okay. weekend. 
Mm-hmm. Like, so when you do out there, when you get a speak on the mic, you represent Fond du Lac in the best way you can. You let them know that you're from Nagachiwanong, and that means Fond du Lac. Just represent your area and yeah. have love for it. Yeah, just just strive and have love where you come from, because once you don't have that, then you're kind of just, like, lost. And that's where I, I when I grew up in Panima, bouncing around around, you find yourself a little bit lost here and there. So I always want them to know that they know where they come from, and they know that there's this will always be their home, right. no matter what. Fond du Lac will be home for them. Did you grow up on Fond du Lac at all? Or? Uh, what, I'm about 13, 14 years ago, I bet. I've been living around the Fond du Lac area. I moved around here when I was 17, kind of just uh, your, your typical res drama Parents split up. I came with my dad. Mm-hmm. Mom stayed back home, and we've been down here ever since. And that has been about, like, 13, 14 years, and be- one of the best things that ever happened. I'm sure that was that was a big change for you, having to yeah, kind of somewhere. kind of a big change, you know, like growing up from Red Lake to Boys Fort, up in that area of the Iron Range, there's not that many... Uh, opportunities, yeah, there's only small towns, so coming down here was kind of like an eye-changer, kind of a game-changer. There was way more things to do as a, not even as a kid, but just uh, as a person in general. There's way more opportunities, way more people to see. It wasn't just going to be all closed in like it was back home in uh, Panema or Boys Fort. And, so you, and you said that Fond du Lac feels like home? Yeah, Fond, Fond du Lac is like a third home to me. Where I claim is uh, Boys Fort, Red Lake, mm-hmm. and Fond du Lac is a part of my home. Do you feel like growing up on all of the different kind of reservations, do they have different a different feel for you? Uh, yeah, some and no. Um, no matter where, if it's Fond du Lac, Red Lake, Panema, or Boys Fort, the love for the, my communities are always there. My relatives are there. So the love is there. It's just like this place around here where my sons uh, are from, I just kind of adopted it or inherited it. Mm-hmm. It was never my my, ho- my home or none, but the people around here uh, took me in. The people around here showed me things. There's just a lot of good people around the Fond du Lac area that have a lot to offer, and I'm very appreciative tor- towards them in this uh, band. Kind of jumping a little bit off topic, but what do you do for work right now? Right now, well, right now I'm. Uh, I was working two jobs. My first job, I'm the singing instructor at the Fond du Lac Ojibwe School during the school year, and right now we're on summer break. But for like the last year and a month or so, I've been with a Can of Worms project located out of Duluth, Minnesota, with uh, Ames Construction, and they're out of Burnsville, Minnesota. That's that. That's the big road construction yeah, thing, uh, project that they're doing, right? Yeah, that's the big old headache down there. That's the, <laughs> if you ain't going left, you better be going right. <laughs> and if you're gonna have to turn around, you should do it right now because you're gonna have to. Yeah. But yeah, that's the can of worms project. Do you know why they call it the can of worms? I've never figured it out. I haven't figured it out yet. Okay. The only thing I can think of is that I don't know, like it's. If you open it up, it's yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> that's how that's how it is down there. Do you know when that's expected to be done? 
I've seen billboards uh, that said till 2024. Okay. So it's uh, another two years or at so. At least two mm-hmm. two years or more. There could always be delays or it could be done sooner. I'm making headway down there, though. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I Like I said, I've been there the last year and a half, and to see all the concrete uh, barriers go up, the mounts go up, and all the cranes working every day, it's... It's crazy, mind blowing how fast those guys work during the day. Are you so, in a union? Oh uh, yeah, I'm with uh, proudly with the 1091 <laughs> Labor Union out of Duluth. Oh okay, I like to give them a shout out. Like Layuna, is that what it's called? Layuna. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Layuna, big bad 1091 <laughs> Labor nice. Union. Represent. Yeah, always, <laughs> always. I'm thankful for them guys. So what's so what do you guys what do you do as a Labor uh, right now, there. as a laborer, at the position I'm at right now, I'm on the dewatering crew, and which which runs from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., and my duty is there is to stay awake, <laughs> change filters, and make sure the water is flowing in and out, going good, and not the lines ain't uh, um getting clogged up with all the extra mud and sludge in the oh, inside okay. that it pulls out. Because they'll be going, like, three times of this room of, like, a tank of just filtering out the water and stuff. And Dang. I've seen wow. them had to clean it out, and it wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't nice, man. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't nice. There was two guys in there. Oh, no. They were really spraying at it for, like, three, four hours. I was not to spot them. <laughs> So I had, to, I had to watch, yeah, <laughs> basically. Is it hard work at all? Or? Uh, some of it, when I when I first entered, uh, when I first started this, the the get to where I'm at right now, I would say it was one of my first jobs was the hardest. And that was out in uh, one of these pipe yards around the res here, I think, like Kettle River area, and where we were painting them. That wasn't hard painting, but it was the putting the magnets on, the pipe and then having to take off all the magnets and put them on the the uh little stroller or whatever and then pull them mm-hmm. and all the magnets added up after a while man so after a while it took like two guys instead of one to push <laughs> it's a lot of hands-on it's yeah. a lot of moving around um some days it can be hard and some days it could it all depends on how your body feels that day okay how do you handle the night shift do you sleep during the day a little bit or? During the, the night shift, uh, well, I get there at 7, probably hang out, do my specific duties, and then, not even going to lie, I nap or so. I take a nap <laughs> one hour or two. <laughs> hey, I don't blame you. I get up in the morning and then go home to the to the wife and the kids and then try to catch a few hours in there, but then soon as like nine ten o'clock comes the wife's up or the one of the boys are awake and then if i hear one of them up i jump up because i don't want them to be up alone i know how it felt to be awake alone too like <laughs> i'm not gonna have you guys chilling there alone <laughs> oh so how did you can you take us a little bit through like your journey into how you got into the trades or the laborers uh how i got into the, the trades or the laborers is it's always been a dream uh I watched my dad work his uh, work his butt off for me and my brother and my mom uh, all the way throughout my childhood until I was about 14 when uh, 
when he quit working with Red Lake Housing, he's been like a carpenter. It's always been a dream to do that type of work. I've never really thought of myself of joining the labor union. I've always thought of me joining carpenters right alongside my dad. So when I got the opportunity to join the labors, I think it was in 2018, there was a few of us with uh, White Bird Services out in the pipe yard in Kettle River, and the union guys came up, and you guys want to join the union, and I was kind of in a kind of in a tough boat. I I knew I wanted to do this type of work, but I was kind of scared. I was scared of success. I was scared to be successful. We're worried about what people would think or what how they would think of me because what I used to do and what I was trying to do now. So when I sat there, I called home. I was like, dang, they want us to join the union. I was like, I don't really know what the union is, but. I know I, I, I know I caught a ride out here today, so I don't really got a, that much of a, a decision. I was like, it's either I'm walking off this job site today or else I'll join the union and I'll have a ride back to my car. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought about it, and I was like, life's a risk. That's all I can do is take, or take a chance. And I took a chance with the labor's union, signed it, and that was, that was my goal because I took this uh, Five Skies class. I think it was 2017, 2018. And they were looking to help to get the indigenous community out in the trades, out in the work for the projects that were coming around the area. And uh, I was hesitant at first because of the project, what was going on and what happened in the past uh, with my family out in uh, Sawyer. So kind of hesitant when my friend said, you should join this class with me. I was like, no, I don't. I'm good on that, bro. I'm, I'll find a different job. And I was already like, I already quit at Black Bear. So I was in the move of looking for another job. I was hoping to go to Lid's Hat Shop, but my background came back and squashed that. So my buddy was like, just take this class with me. And it was probably the last Sunday before that Monday it started where I decided, uh, all right, I guess I'm going to take this class because I don't got nothing else to do. I ain't got no job. Pretty much like Friday, I ain't got nothing else to do, so <laughs> I'm going to go take this class. And I'm glad I did because what that Five Skies class did to me was uh, give me a little insight, gave me a little more uh, pep in my step, gave me a little bit more courage and more bravery to uh, go out in this world right now and take every chance that's thrown at me use every opportunity that I get and to never never back down or never be afraid to, of success like I was before. Because I, all I ever thought I was just going to be as a dad working at a casino and trying to provide for my babies. I never thought that I was going to be in the trades, able to excel and able to give us a better life than what I, what I was providing. Because I'm a father of seven, a proud husband, and that's eight other people, eight other mouths that I gotta, I gotta feed. Mm-hmm. That's eight other heads I gotta put a building over. So when I did the God in the trades, I was, I ran with it. I was nervous, but I ran with it because I knew I needed to do something better. I knew I needed a better job. I knew I needed better structure because what I was working with at the time it just wasn't providing for a big family. Right. And the trades ever since then, uh, I've been uh, 
let's just say I've been sitting pretty lovely ever since. <laughs> That's been since 2018. God, I still can't get over the seven kids. Yeah, seven well, good for you. Be. That sounds like a good... Seven boys, man, yeah. Dang. And also, I want to say, I don't think anybody should ever be ashamed of wanting to be, you know, successful. Successful, yeah. Yeah, it's just... Just how how I grew up and the mm-hmm. things that I've seen, yep. you know, like it's 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 always like that. It's always been like that. Yeah, you, you're yeah. scared to do good, and we hear that a lot too. Is like, uh, well, I might as well just work at the casino, type of, and then right, they get like the, the, they'll hire me. I know I can always go back there, yep. and that's what I had. I was, I was on that last string. Like I get, I know players couple hire me. I know I'll go back, but my bro told me to take this chance with five skies, and I did, and been going good ever since yeah that's kind of that's kind of how i was so i kind of understand that mentality the because i worked at a casino for 10 years right and you know it's a job but it never i felt like i couldn't get farther than that right i was stuck right you said you were dealing cards you ever think you'd be dealing in like vegas or something or even shock p i mean i thought about it but i was like i don't know if i could right I don't know if I'm that good. Right, that's you know? always like you just don't know, like yeah. But so I just kind of felt like I could only stay at my casino, and right? And that—that's the type of feeling I had. I was like, this is the only type of job setting I know is casino. So yeah, maybe I'll run through all the jobs in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little bit of a personal question too. You said you tried applying at Lids, but your background check came back. And do you mind if I? If you talk about it a little bit, or you just had to answer that. You don't nah, ask it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that was that was another dream job. You know, I, I was a hat guy, so I was like, man, I'll go work at Lids. And um, like I said, I've been around here since I was like 17, 16 years old, and it's not been it's not been the best little 13 years that I've had. I, when I first got down here, met met a few people and messed up my background. Or from fighting, underage drinking, just stuff like that. Like, just little uh, little petty things that uh, I knew that I shouldn't have done, but I did it anyways, you know. Trying to hang out with with the, with the uh, people, trying to prove something, thinking I had something to prove and stuff like that. And not knowing that it's going to mess me up way down the road. And, uh, yeah, Lids was... Liz cut me out because of my background, and uh, I'm proud to say I've been out of the system for, like, six years now. Nice. There ain't no Good place that's going to push me away because of my background no more because I, I, I fixed that. That's I lived awesome. it, then I fixed it. Good. That's good for you. Yeah, that's another thing we also like to highlight, too, is mm-hmm. you, could, you could have a record or anything like that, and you could still right, get a job in trades. Like it was either this path or this path. Yeah. I wanted to go down this path, but I knew I had to do this path. This path looks fun. This path was the right way. That, that's My awesome. family was down here. Nothing down here. Sometimes I just had to do what was right for me. Well, you got to be proud of yourself a, a lot. Yeah. And showing your boys the. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of who I am and what I became to be. I owe a, a lot to my late uh, grandparents, my grandma, my grandpa. Who are no longer with me, uh, kind of did uh, just like a little task thing, knowing when as they got older, I'm going to knock out all these goals, boom, boom, boom. 
So I know when they go that they're proud of me. So I know when they go that they don't have to worry about my sons or my wife. So uh, and I and I did knock down those goals, and for a while it did it did hurt and it still does every now and then. But I know they're up there happy, knowing that they were able to leave and not have to worry about me no more. Cause, like I said, that little 13 years of me messing around, my grandpa would call me every week just making sure I was alive or just to check in on me. So a lot of this, what I do is not only for my wife and my kids, but my late grandparents. That's awesome. That's an awesome goal or mentality to have. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I'm starting to learn. It's all a mentality. It's, if I ain't got it up here, man, I'm not going to be able to put it out there. And that's right. that's just the way I look at things lately. Do you... Do you have any new goals or like for your career or outside your career? Uh, yeah, I, I got a, I set a few new goals now. I want to, now that I got a good stable position and like stable car, I want to get like a stable housing because all I do right now is we rent. But I feel like uh, we both work hard enough that we can have a, our own house for our babies. And I feel like I, I can work hard enough that I should have a house for my family. So my next goal on the list is to be a, get a house for my family, either if it's in this area or somewhere 50 miles out. But I know it'll be close to this area for my sons. That's a good goal. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's always been a house. I just want a house. Mm-hmm. Even when I was working at Black Bear, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get myself a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you guys in the Fond du Lac Cloquet area right now then? Uh, right now we live in uh, in Superior, Wisconsin. Oh, okay. I wouldn't recommend it. No. <laughs> I was just going to say, how is it over there? <laughs> uh, yeah, no comment. Well, thanks for making the trip over here. Holy. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I was uh, I just got off work at 7 this morning and went, laid down for a little bit, and then my uncle called. And we were, like, staining his log cabin, so I was already over here. Oh, good. Like, that's a trick. Right, you, that's... Yeah. Do you work tonight, too? Uh, <laughs> Monday through Thursday, or Tuesday through Thursday, yep, 7 p.m. to 7 okay. a.m. So it defers one week I'll work three days, and another work uh, week I'll work four. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, that's still pretty good. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Have a lot of days off. So Thankfully, yeah, I, I get the uh, weekends <laughs> off to powwow. Nice. That's what yeah. I was saying. I was mm-hmm. like, man. Can't miss power. Right, right when I joined the trades, I was like, man, I'm not going to be able to power. I'm not going to be able to do anything. And I was willing to give it up. And then this crew picked me up, and they're like, you got weekends off. I was like, dang, nice. <laughs> I forget that. I could <laughs> right? yeah, I was like, can you get that to casino? <laughs> Being the supervisor? <laughs> what is your favorite part about your job? My favorite part about my job is probably... Nothing's ever the same when you go there day after day. There's always something new. There's always something different happening. But I think my favorite part is when I get to come home, leaving, when I get home in my house, and I have, like, sons after sons after sons (laughs) running up to me. Dad's home, dad's home, dad's here. How was work? Finally, you're here. Your own little drum group. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much I I live for that. I live for the end of my shift to get home where... I have all these greetings, and it's my sons, and it's my wife, and then sometimes it'll be even my dog. So you guys do powwows a lot. Do you guys do do any other family activities, anything else you guys like to do? 
right now we're be we are we are powering every seems like every weekend. Um, for a while there last summer, I was doing this like kind of uh, outreach stuff in Duluth for the homelessness where we were providing like waters, light snack, pop up round dances. Um, it's actually the American Indian Movement Support Group of Twin Ports is what I'm a part of. And we were doing, like, um, just little events Aww. for families. I did, like, a back-to-school event. We did uh, a few cookouts, a few scavenger hunts. And, yeah, that's what we were doing in Duluth there last summer, but... Other since powwows came back, we just kind of been hitting every weekend. Mm-hmm. There's a different powwow traveling. Wow, well, I like the cause. That's mm-hmm. a good cause. Yeah, giving back to the community. I think. Yeah, you gotta always re- shows a lot about a person. What I what I what I kind of grew up on is I always remember where you come from, or I always remember what what you did, and I always give back no matter what. Like my son. My son, uh, I learned that a lot with my oldest son that was the brave for the Fond du Lac school for like the last five, six years. And every year he would give back to the community or the just his uh, band and have a grass dance special or a giveaway. And just teaching him the little things of always giving back. Because wherever you're at or no matter where you come from, they, they give a lot to you for who you are and it's always nice to give back. Definitely. Love it. Yeah, and if, you know, if you have, if you know of any events like that going on, you can always let us know and we can share it. Oh, nice. Yeah, like like I said, we all started doing that last year, and I'm hoping to get back into it this summer. I just work way too much to be trying to uh, go back out there because I was doing it during the daytime and then I work at night. It's hard to yeah. stay up during the day. Yeah. You got to get your sleep. Yeah. Sometimes got to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So if you could say anything to someone who might be in your situation, you were 13 years ago, what would you say? Yeah, like, you know, without that feeling that you needed to prove mm-hmm. something or. Uh, like a little, my little advice to someone who's coming up in my, what I've been through or maybe what I, what I'm going through is uh, always, I remember what my grandpa always told me, is, he didn't tell me, I heard him say before, is uh, to always do something with a good heart, never put up a front, always be what you are and be what you can. And then if you ever come across the chance of hopping in the trades, I wouldn't think twice about it. I would just sign on the line and hand in your paper because it's going to be one of the best choices you ever made. Like I'm going on my fourth year in, and there's a lot of benefits and a lot of uh, opportunities that come with this. Um, there's always new crew members. There's Nothing's ever the same. You learn a lot of life skills, even people skills. There's just a lot of good things that I've learned so far with the trades, with this little four years that I've been in that I'm able to pass on to my, my boys. And just don't be scared and just... Go with it if you have the opportunity. Don't be scared and go with it. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy it ten years from now. That's awesome. That's really good advice. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for coming to share your story. And you glitch. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. It's it's a great story. Like I said, it's a nice little spot. <laughs> Shout out to the White Birds. Like, <laughs> the White Birds is a good family that helped me get to where I am right now. And I'll always be thankful for the Josh and uh, Tom. All I right. do oh, have, no, I don't. I lied. I was going to say something, and then I just, oh. I lost it. <laughs> we should move on to the answer to your trivia. Trivia. Okay. So the question was, what is the most widely consumed commodity after water? Everyone's got a guess. I'm going to say, like I said, I think I know this one. <laughs> I'm going to say corn. Corn? Yeah. Think about it. It's corn syrup. It's like in all of our food. You make gas out of corn. Hmm. Um, you know, even like clothing is corn based. And what? You guys didn't corn know that? Hu- corn husk hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a good answer. Okay. I didn't know all that. Honestly, I have no idea. Like nothing's even coming to mind. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank too. You said commodity and other commodities <laughs> came through. <laughs> cheese. <laughs> yeah. cheese. My big block of cheese. All right. The answer is cement. Oh. Yes. I don't know. I think my mind was just stuck on food. <laughs> I was going to say that's yeah, what I Yeah, that's what I too. Well, TGIT, do you guys have any plans for the weekend? I'm going to go check out that powwow. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which powwow is that? The one in East Lake. Yep. Oh, East Lake. Yeah, that one. Tell your food truck, Saturday Night Live, best food truck. Is it? Yeah, dude. $500. I seen Fond du Lac had a food truck, but it's like a candy stand type deal. Mm. Mm. Okay. It's the uh, Olsen family, I think, have that. Sugar Shack. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, we'll Sugar that Shack. Sounds- yeah, and that's uh, that's another brother that I met out there that I think got, got his food truck with working out there. So another guy doing great things from working in the trays, and now he's at the powwows delivering up cotton candy and stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sugar Shack. Maybe we could get a hold of him, and maybe he'd want to do this too. Possibly. That's awesome. Well, thanks again for coming in and sharing your story. Yeah, McGwitch for having me. It was a blast. Yeah. We appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks. And from all of us here at Middle (laughs) of the Res Road, we'll... See you later. Bye. Bye. See ya.